Welcome to Corner 3, Fan Bites' best and only basketball podcast. I am joined this week and every week with my man, my metal, smooth kind of fellow, Nikki Grayson. How are you doing, sir? Whatever. <laughs> also, my man, my metal, smooth kind of fellow, the best, the best, the best, John Warren. How are you doing, sir? Feeling good, and my Achilles tendons feel even better. Fuck off. Go to hell. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> team team Achilles uh here on on corner three rocking with y'all here. I mean, Give I him mine, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Oh man, so we're he'll need we're, we're both of them because he's way taller than I am, but he can fucking stitch them really, together. He like, really doesn't want yours. Nicholas, he really doesn't want your Achilles. My Achilles so. is probably fine. Okay. Yours is, I'm sure my my fat old old ass. Nobody wants my Achilles. You couldn't no, sell my Achilles on Facebook Marketplace. My my Achilles <laughs> is like my Achilles is like veal. That's like like it's just never been used. <laughs> so like <laughs> it's, it's like a very high priced item in Italian grocers. Um <laughs> Anyway, it's like it's like when pigs get to root around for fucking truffles. No one, yeah. no, no pig is looking for my for my Achilles. No. It's like, Mm-mm, nah, we don't, we don't want that. We it's don't want just that a regular shit. fucking mushroom, huh? It's oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants that. Thank you, everyone, for returning and rocking with us on this week. We missed last week because of a whole bunch of random things on the internet and me having a whole bunch of stuff happen with real life stuff. Uh, we want to give massive love to all of you out in the southern part of the country. You know that there's a whole bunch of issues happening, of course, because of the weather. We want to make sure that you're all doing well and feeling safe. Uh, yes. So please, please, please take care of yourselves out there for sure. Um, again, if you're listening to the podcast, give us some love on Apple Podcasts, especially with a five star review. Uh, we will definitely do that. And I will tattoo it across my belly like it was a Tupac uh, tattoo. So we'll, we'll do that uh, if you get us a really good five-star review for the work that we're doing. Um, <clears throat> this week, uh, we have a lot of a lot of stuff to talk about. I think, Did you know, we... we- uh, yeah, we do. We totally do. We have a lot of stuff to talk about. We have actually like two things, which you really want to think about how long a 30-minute podcast is. That's a lot of stuff. That's a lot. Uh, that's a lot of stuff, son. Uh, <laughs> we, can, we can dig into one. Uh, let's talk about what the kind of title of the show is we kind of flashed up a graphic if you're watching this on the youtube version if you're looking on the listening in the audio version it said are the lakers in trouble and that an early reference to the conversation that john and nikki just had where nikki almost cried about and uh, <laughs> ad's ad's uh, achilles tendon uh being in bad shape what's the what's the actual diagnosis for uh, Brother uh Davis's- the actual the actual diagnosis is rubber band disease Rubber band oh. is what he's been diagnosed mm, with. No, I don't know. He's got it's he's got it's a, a calf re- injury. It's an aggravation of Achilles tendinosis. So okay, that, yeah, what John said. So, he's a doctor. So it, it's okay. about yeah, I'm a doctor. Um, it, it, they're gonna reevaluate <laughs> him uh, probably at the end of the All Star break. Is what it sounds like. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so so because so, because I'm trying to delineate if this is a Tussin fix and <laughs> fix kind of deal we can roll some tussin on it yeah but do we have to figure out if he actually needs some time to, off the court? i mean it sounds like again go ahead no i was just gonna say i mean to, to me it really sounds like a an injury that you know with a guy the size of anthony davis is probably not something what they want to risk because if right they, yeah if they put him out there to try to secure a, a top top seed in the west which like they've still probably got the the inside edge on um mm-hmm. 
like i don't know is it worth that risk so yeah i don't know it's not a doctor i'm telling you it isn't you're you're so not so you would just sit him the rest of the year yes i would not play him until the second round of the playoffs if it were if i were the general man if i were robert palinka i would not play anthony davis until the second round of the playoffs (laughs) i would sit this man down and just like take the three seed or whatever the fuck let the jazz take the one seed and then my fear is that you know how Kawhi has this that degenerative leg situation where yeah. like he's realistically not going to be playing in the league in like five years because his knees are just going to be dust. Yeah. Um, he's got whatever Greg Oden had, except it took longer to develop. I don't want that to happen to Anthony Davis because he's on my team. Um, so <laughs> I would prefer. A, I would not because prefer, he's like a, a good person or like a like. A, well, no, no, no. Yeah. There's all of that as well, yeah. but kind that of whole, from like, a you know. Hopefully, he'll walk okay. Yeah, he'll be fine. But from a team. from a from a basketball perspective, I do need him to be able to put the ball in the hole when it matters. Um, mm. I mean, he can he can develop a set shot, so he doesn't have to jump around and do all of that kind of stuff. He can, yeah, he can but it's fun play. when AD jumps around, though. Is the thing. I mean, I mean, we can we can change him into a Sam Perkins kind of player. I have a, all right. I have a legit question for you because if yep. Anthony yeah. Davis worked it, he could probably he could probably get close to percentages of Dirk Nowitzki for like threes, right? Like if you really worked at it, <laughs> yeah, probably. Would you, would you tell him to basically like, all right, cool it with all the interior stuff? You're now just like a big guy that can shoot. Not now, though. Like, right. I, I feel like that would be that would be a waste of his utility. Sure. He's he's only like three years older than I am. Right. He's like 27 yeah. or something or like 28. It's yeah. fucked up. Don't but you like, just grow new knees at 27? I, I that's <laughs> what I was under the impression happened, but apparently not. Um, no, I, I would rather I think that would just be detrimental to his game because he would have to. I think the beauty of, and I mean, I wasn't alive when this happened, but Dirk's career progression, didn't he eventually become a type of person he was like shooting and like living on the outside? Or was he always a player that did that? He had a, he had a dribble drive game for a big man. I mean, when, I mean, let's, let's go way back, right? So way back when he was playing in Europe. Everybody in Europe has a dribble drive game. Like everyone yeah. is more versatile than than the American game in that respect. I think his first initial years when he first came into the league and especially when he was working with Steve Nash, he very much so had an up and under. I'm going to head fake you from 15, 10 feet out, dribble drive, maybe dunk it. But he was never like jumping off he, the ground high. Right. Like, he, he wasn't like, oh, look at Dirk Nowitzki's vertical. No, that was never a conversation. People think about Dirk. People think about Dirk as a three point shooter. But like when you look at his average field goal makes a game for threes, not mm-hmm. that high. Like he wasn't mm. shooting from range constantly like you would see, like you see players nowadays um just jacking up shots so um yeah. so he really adjusted his game too because he did have a pretty major underneath game when you think about the the series against uh Miami uh that they won not the mm-hmm. one that they lost which we won't ever talk about on this show um <laughs> but uh like he really won that game with his inside presence and driving to the basket yeah. and drawing contact and getting an extra shot and stuff like that so so he really was kind of a banger player but then adjusted his game as his knees frankly gave out on him so that he yeah. could just be kind of a, a spot up shooter um 
Yeah, I think you're right. I think Anthony Davis is too young to be thinking about this, but like it's troubling. I mean, do you think that the yeah. Lakers are good enough to win without him this no. year? Okay. Currently, no. I think I was thinking about this before we started the recording, but I currently am of the opinion that it will be Jazz who look like the most complete team in basketball right now. Yeah, they look really good. It's going to be like Jazz Lakers or Jazz Clippers in the West and then Bucks Nets out of the East. And then like one of those four is like or two of those four are going to end up in the finals. I don't know who yet, but like I I don't right now I don't think this team is deep enough. This Lakers team is deep enough without AD to carry mm. or to like win it to win the finals. Well, here, here's my question for sense. you then, because I think, you know, when we have a major injury like this to a superstar player on a team that is, was built around having a superstar, having multiple superstar players, mm-hmm. we wind up having the conversation of one, who's going to take up the slack. And then two, from that other conversation, from the other superstar perspective, do you think that they would be able to kind of hold down the fort until that other player gets back. The conversation around LeBron has always been, especially in his last five years, has been we're going to kind of manage his time yeah, and then throw him in super hard towards the playoff run. Them coming off of, especially LeBron and AD, coming off of the bubble season, which is a shortened season, a shortened playoffs and a shortened finals, one, how much is, did that play into the injuries we're seeing now? And then two, mm-hmm. do we think LeBron can actually hold the weight uh, of, of kind of keeping them together in that respect? I think LeBron is desperate for this MVP this mm. year. And Good I point. think that's going to push him to try at least. Um, there, I, I think there is a version of LeBron's first year with the Lakers before he got that groin injury. Mm-hmm. When he was like dragging this fucking weird ass Lance Stevenson team like through like that that was really weird. Was it was a weird really group. weird weird mm-hmm. Lakers team. But like when that was the squad, like LeBron was the only name on the team, and the team was not good, but we were on our way to like the five seed. But I I think if LeBron continues to play the way he does, I think we are good enough for the three seed, but I just don't think that like, we're not going to win. We're not going to win the West with just LeBron James and the rest of that starting four. And then the guys we have on the bench, it's just not, we're not deep enough. Like if you, if you look at the jazz that the jazz win in six, I think anyway, without Mm. AD. Okay. Really? You think the jazz, the jazz pull Well, yeah. Cause yeah, they're good. Yeah. They're really good. They're we good. Just, like we just don't like against Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. We just don't have the size or the bodies to play 48 minutes against those two. Rudy won't be in the playoffs because he'll rub a microphone and then he'll disqualify <laughs> himself. So we know that that's going to wind up happening. Anyway. Rudy, I'm going to come back to that conversation. Rudy, I'm going to come back to that actually towards the end patient of the Patient zero but, for Ebola two this year. Oh, <laughs> I, I, actively, I actively get mad anytime I see Rudy Gobert on anything at this point. It is it is a fucking yeah. trigger in a real he way was, whenever I see him. It is unbelievable, but Rudy Gobert was the most person, most important person in America last year. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like yes. straight up, Rudy Gobert was the most important person in America last year. Yes. Yeah. He he was the guy uh, at that point. He was the COVID guy. At he that was point. the COVID guy. Wild to think about all that kind of stuff in that respect. John, I'm kind of curious about your thoughts about, you know, Nikki, Nikki perfectly kind of shared that sentiment about, <laughs> you know, maybe they might not make it because of those things. Yeah. Anybody on the squad that you think would kind of, you know, come to the forefront as a, as a player who we might, let me, let me, know, let, me wind, let me wind up of- here. <laughs> no, not even a little bit, which is why, which is why I think, I think I'm very interested in what, what the Pistons do with Blake Griffin's contract because they are, Ooh, yeah. because they oh, are, to the Lakers, they are baby. thinking about, they're thinking about buying him out and buy this man out send this man back to staples and the thing the thing that you know lebron's got enough pull and enough uh you know or just enough pull in in the thing to say hey you know what sit ad the rest of the year we got this we think we can maybe pull this in blake griffin revitalizes his career they take a flyer on him he comes in for a year maybe two and and that's it i mean i think like Uh the lakers are aggressive enough to want to defend that and I think that that could be a thing for them. Um, As a person, and, go ahead, keep going, keep going, keep going. We get Blake Griffin in commercials again, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Blake, Blake Griffin, everybody who was, wins. Who was legitimately like, I think the best uh, player to do commercials in the NBA, maybe ever, uh-huh. uh, would now be Blake, back in a Blake market. Blake Griffin could do it. Blake Griffin could carry an episode of Saturday Night Live. There's I not LeBron James could not. That's true. Yeah. I don't think SNL is good. LeBron could not. They're going to make LeBron do SNL for Space Jam. Yep. And it's not going to be good. Blake right. Griffin right now, if you were like, you have to host SNL next week, he'd yep. do it and it would be good. It That's my the take. Pers- the Blake Griffin's who- funniest man in the NBA. First of all, <clears throat> hearing you say Blake Griffin to the Lakers, yeah. even as a person who does not like the Lakers right now? Yeah, baby. Fuck, it's I'm good. mad because that would make me kind of hype. Yeah, it's Damn good it, though, because right? one, it's like Blake is in Siberia right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. sitting mm-hmm. out games literally because he's like, yo, y'all don't know what to do with me. Yeah, Blake, yeah, I mean, he's got no even any there. kind of version of yeah, any kind of version of Showtime dunks that we would get from him, even though he's not jumping out the ceiling, he still can bang it on somebody. Yeah, would be would be fantastic. Yeah. Damn, that would be such and a good trade for him. He's not. And a, he would get a ring, maybe. And he's not. A, he's not an AD replacement. I mean, that's the thing. Is that like I no, think. No. But LeBron is so good that he could. He could adjust. He could adjust to what Blake Griffin can give him. Blake could still shoot from the outside a bit, not quite as well as Anthony yeah. Davis, but like, I think that's a good fit. I mean, the other the other interesting target, although I don't think it's going to happen, is uh, Andre Drummond. The same thing is they're they're talking yeah. about buying him out. I think he will be too expensive uh, for the Lakers to take a flyer on him. Whereas I feel like Blake Griffin's got less in the tank, but maybe that's yeah. also that could be selfishness talking because uh, the Dallas Mavericks are one of like five teams that have said they're interested in, in, in doing a, doing a buyout for, uh, for uh, Andre yeah. Drummond. And that would help us immensely. So um, yeah, like that's, that's kind of my feeling. If they, if they decide not to do anything like, you know, get Blake Griffin over, um, yeah, I think they're done. I think I think they'll make it to the playoffs. They might get bounced in the second round. And um, you know, we're we're talking about we're you know, again, we're back here talking about LeBron's legacy and does he have enough to come back next year? The answer is probably yeah, but like 
Yeah. I think that I think the ticking clock on the best basketball player of all time, like his career, is going to be so loud that the Lakers are gonna do something. That's what I think. Yeah. First of all, best player of all time, I would gladly disagree with you, yeah, sir. I I, well, I, I don't that's, I, that's because no, that's I don't because Khalif thinks that Carmelo Anthony is the best player <laughs> in the history of the NBA. Carmelo I, Anthony isn't even the best player to ever play for the Knicks. That is, <laughs> I, lo- I oh, love. Oh, well, that's true. Well, that's true. Patrick Ewing. That's, 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 that's easily true. debatable. I don't think, I mean, I think Melo uh, is Jeremy top, Lin. I'm forgetting. Top, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. You understand me, Nikki. <laughs> Thank God. Thank you. Freaking uh, Clarence Weatherspoon uh, when he got traded to the Knicks mm-hmm. and Jeremy Lin. Best Knicks of all time. <laughs> Fuck out of here, Willis Reed. Anyway, um, it just really threw me off. Oh, the, 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 the thing that I did want to talk about is players who I would not want to see do SNL. That ah. list is grand and yeah. vast. One, Damian Lillard. I don't ever want to see him do that. No. Also, Patrick Beverly or Kawhi Leonard. I would never God. want to see them ever do SNL. It would be brilliant to see them <laughs> actually, stand there I and not know what to want, do. I want Kawhi to do SNL because they have to, to cancel it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'd have to cancel it after his episode. Because <laughs> it would just be him standing there. Ha, 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 Oh my God. I think, uh, yeah, that would be, that would be monstrous to see that happen. <laughs> I would like to see Aaron Gordon do it. Yeah. Uh, just, just because they don't put any light skin black people on SNL. <laughs> also, just, we, we, listen, we confuse America. Well, they don't know what to do with us. Yeah. They're oh like, what, what are you? Oh my you goodness. Know? I didn't know it was Latino month. Um, <laughs> um, but it would be fantastic to see as a real thing happen in, in a bigger line, a bigger conversation. Um, but it would it would be kind of brilliant to see what that would wind up being in, in a grand scheme. Um, the other part of the conversation for this episode, which I think um, bears bears some thought, uh, would be around you know Julius Randall, which last week. Uh, there was a huge conversation, not only about, um, let me, let me rephrase that. There was not a huge conversation. It was a huge conversation in Nick's land about Julius Randall, um, becoming an all-star because he dropped 44 points on a random team. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and, and it's looking up in terms of the way New York is playing there currently, uh, as of this recording, I think in the sixth seed, uh, in the East, or at least they, if they drop out, if they get another win, they'll be in the sixth seed. Yeah. But this team, again, like, I don't want to double focus on it because I don't want people to think that I'm, I'm doing the Homer move. But I think it is an interesting story to see how much they've grown in a really short time. And in between our last show and this show, Derek Rose has become mm-hmm. a Nick, which I think is actually a really important part of the conversation and how they're kind of maneuvering uh, and moving going forward. What are your what are your thoughts about the kind of re- reemerging New York Knickerbockers, John? I'm curious to hear your thoughts about that. Well, I mean, Derek Rose is playing for Tom Thibodeau for like the, I don't know, 75th time in his career, which I think is pretty cool. Um, Derek Rose plays better for that coach. So like that, that makes sense. Even though he ruined his body. Even though he ruined his body. uh, He (laughs) plays better. It's wild. Um, Julius Randle's stat line, uh, 23 points, 11 boards, almost six assists. Good for a steal a game. These are like, like by far highs for Julius Randle. 
Um, yeah. And I don't know if it's Obi Toppin kind of backing him up and being like, hey, like you're, I, you can get pulled at any moment and they, they're going to start this rookie. I don't know if it's like that kind of fire. Julius Randle is mm. so young. He's like 26 yeah. or something. Like he is he's a young not player. And he was one of those young Lakers that I thought looked it all really good. comes back to the Lakers, baby. Yeah. But it's like, I thought that I thought he was a good player for the Lakers. And I was actually a little yeah. bit stunned that they, they, they gave him up. And uh, yeah. Imagine, um, imagine being me, John. Imagine being you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> imagine thinking Kyle Kuzma was better. Um, but uh <laughs> Imagine thinking me. that Kyle Kuzma was the one that you wouldn't move, but you would you send wouldn't. Brandon Ingram away. Uh-huh, Brandon Ingram. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's so imagine. Think about can that. you imagine this Lakers team with Brandon Ingram coming off the bench instead of Kyle fucking Kuzma? Oh my god! Yeah, dangerous. Yeah, can you can you imagine starting Brandon Ingram, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis at the same time? Can you imagine? Can you can you imagine? Yeah. What if? We'll but never Jul- know. But imagine, Randall- sorry, hold on. I have one more imagination. Imagine <laughs> Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden started. on the same basketball team. Yeah. Well, at least Brandon Ingram passes. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. Um, <laughs> anyway, sorry. I, listen, like Ju- Julius Randle's uh, jump shot is one of the ugliest thing in the world, but his game's good. <laughs> like, like he is. Listen, he's ball been- going hole. Ball going hole. I mean, like forty-four points, like in one game, doesn't make an All-Star appearance, but. I don't know, like, you know, in the East, you're not really looking, you know, but outside the Nets and Bucks and maybe a couple other teams, you're not looking at these like superstar caliber seasons from from players. So, like, I don't know. Why not? Julius Randle, put a Nick on the All-Star game. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Nikki, any thoughts about that? No, I, I just like I think I think that it is so. The Lakers did such a good job drafting for like six years. <laughs> Like six straight years, we <laughs> did true. such a good job of drafting guys. And then it, we, it just, I don't know. I don't know. We just couldn't put it together and couldn't wait. Like if we, LeBron was going to come here anyway, mm-hmm. I think is the thing that gets me. So like, if we just waited, you know? Yeah. I we guess my question waited. to both of you is, you know, uh, and I will try not to put on my my blue and orange blinders on this mm-hmm. is... We always hear the conversation about how good it is for the league to have city, you know, teams in major cities mm-hmm. have good have good squads, right? We know that you know James Dolan has thrown napalm on the on the Garden for decades at this point. The last the, the conversation I think I saw on Twitter the other day was that if the if the Knicks make the playoffs this year, it will be the first time they make the playoffs since 2013. Yeah. Which is wild because there's whole ass kindergartners now who were yeah. like, I wasn't even born about? yet. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. No. Um, but, but, but I guess the question would be for both of you is with the current makeup of this team, with the Tom Thibodeau stamp of approval, and it seems like things are working in a fairly good, productive pace. When do you think the Knicks might be able to actually get a superstar back into New York at this point? Because the moment, because it was always about momentum. Right. And it was always about the conversation around, we don't have a superstar player and we have bad mojo. So why do we, we're never going to get someone who's going to come to the squad. Now this seems like there's a space where people are kind of grooving back on the Knicks and seeing that they're kind of doing stuff. Wow. That was a totally Clyde. Walt Clyde Frazier word grooving. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to 
I'm looking at the 2022 NBA free agent list. Yes. Right now. James Harden's not leaving Brooklyn. No. Uh, John Wall's not going to leave Houston, probably. He's right. old. You, like, you don't want John Wall. Right. Russell Westbrook is washed. But apparently he's not washed anymore. Remember we had that whole fucking conversation yeah, like two I know weeks we ago? Did. Yes. Or three weeks ago that was Russell Westbrook is fucking yeah. done. And now no, he's, he's good. I guess he listened to the again. episode. Yeah. Good job, Wes. Um, Kawhi is not going to go to New York. Jimmy right. Butler Jimmy Butler, maybe, but I Jimmy think Butler, he likes maybe. being in Miami. I don't I know if he he's going to leave. Yeah, and then the names, and then the names you have after that are like Drew Holiday, Gary I Harris. Would pick up Drew in, in a minute, though. But like, as your star, like Drew Holiday is not going to lead your team to the finals. Like, no. Drew Holiday is good, but he's like a C. He's like a B or C piece. He's a B piece, right? I don't think any of and the like existing Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think <laughs> it's, any a, it's of the, a grim list. I don't think any of the existing pieces are going to go into superstar caliber territory. Like I think Don, I think Don, right. Donovan Mitchell. I think Mitchell Robinson is good, but I don't think he's great. Uh, and he's hurt. And he's hurt. I think Obi Toppin is interesting, but I don't see it right now. Um, uh, quickly. Maybe like he's really, really good rookie, really good rookie is moving in the first like six picks of most people's like redrafts of, of the yeah. NBA draft. So like he's a good player. I, I think it's four or five years. I think the, the Knicks, I, I, my guess, and this is, you know, some just like doom, doom thinking on my part. I think the Knicks try so fucking hard for Luka Doncic in a few years that like when he's free, like when he's a free agent, like when he's about to yeah. be, if we don't lock him down for like a big, big, big super max, holy shit, we're going to buy you 20 houses. Mark Cuban will let you sleep in his bed every single night. <laughs> kind of like, like package. If we don't throw that at him, which by the way we will, so like that's not a big deal. But like, yeah, we're not. I I, I could see I could see the Knicks making a really big move for one of these like young, t- like maybe a Trey Young in a few years. I don't see Trey Young staying in Atlanta forever. I don't. I, I agree on that. Yeah. So like, I think there are a few young players who will probably be extended through the end of their rookie contracts, and then like that, then the Knicks will really try for one of those young players. I think Trey young is way more likely than someone like Luca, but like the, it's going to be a few I have years. for you. Yeah. The question I have for you in that respect, because when you bring up Luca, the, the first things I think about are New York is a, is, is a grinder. Like New York yeah. is a grinder city in terms of the press. Yep. And if Luca is getting shit now in Dallas, Dallas. and yeah. he's like throwing fits, I don't think he's built for New York in that same way. When you do say Trey Young, though, Trey is has a lot more bravado. He's got um, a chip on his, his shoulder, his body. Yeah, he has a chip on his shoulder for yep. sure, uh, and moose in his hair, which is beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, and I don't one get, of those things. Like, I think Atlanta likes him fine, but I don't like. Yeah. Maybe maybe I'm weird. I I just don't see it. I don't see like there's there. I, I don't, don't see think the there's match. like a there's. Yeah. Also, like in in. You know, how, like Lamelo seems like a good fit for Charlotte. In that, like, there's Lamelo. Lamelo Ball as a name is big and important, but yes. also it's Charlotte, so nobody gives a shit. Right, and I think that's perfect for him while he figures out how to play professional basketball. 
Because yeah. when he definitely leaves Charlotte, it's not going to be like pulling teeth out of your own mouth. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking yeah. of a, a bunch of small market teams where it's like, maybe it's Ja Morant in, in Memphis that, you know, is like, mm, yeah. like, you know, Memphis seems good, good for him. Like he seems to like Memphis, everything I've seen that doesn't seem to be like a bad match. It's a good young team. That'll probably get better, but like, you know, maybe they don't. And then maybe he's like, ah, maybe I should go be the point guard for the New York Knicks. Like that seems yeah. like a cool job. So, um, but mm. I don't know. The Knicks are like the Dallas Cowboys. Like everyone is like, this is the biggest team. They're su- they're super, they make a ton of money. Everyone knows who they are, blah, blah, blah. Who wouldn't want to do it? A fucking lot of people don't want to go play Most for people. those teams because, <laughs> yeah. because like, I, like everyone's like, oh, Dallas Cowboys, it's America's team. I was like, y'all got to play for fucking Jerry Jones. Like, mm-hmm. no, like that sucks, man. Like that, that's a bad mm-hmm. gig. Like Dak Prescott should be a fucking signed max deal multi 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 millionaire and instead he's worried about a, a new contract with this team and the Knicks yeah. are basically the same like they just they mm. see they see they look a gift horse in the mouth as often as possible and they fuck it up and uh I don't know I I feel like it's going to be a few years if they continue to develop this young core into mm-hmm. a a a good foundation for maybe a Brandon Ingram or a uh, mm-hmm. a Trey young or like someone to come in and lead them. I think it's, I think that's the best path. Otherwise I'm not, I'm not sure what, what they're, what they're going to do. I think they're good enough to be like an eight seed, like, like uh, Orlando was last year, like kind of like a, yeah. like a shocker. Like they'll come in, they'll fight, they'll scrap like, and still, and still get, get swept. But, yeah. Then they'll get swept, but like, <laughs> yeah, then they get but they'll be, they'll be, they'll be interesting for the next few years, which is like, frankly, a lot more than I can say for, the recent past so yeah 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 i guess i guess the 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 one thing i'm hoping to see as a continuing story is one do we again throw away good players for the sake of trying to pull in someone who is old and out of and out of out of their their league in this in this Mm. respect so like carmelo Um, anthony or something I, I have a feeling Melo would would wouldn't mind coming back to new york no unless we i mean i think i think carmelo anthony is such a humble man now and I think that he's just like having fun playing basketball again. Yeah. So he either would like. come back for $35 or he would n- not touch the New York Knicks, the 10 foot pole. It's like, it's yeah. either one of, it's one of those two things. He's closer to wine country now uh, being yeah. here in Oregon. So he's actually pretty happy <laughs> in, in yeah. where he's at. You know what? Um, it will be really interesting to see I how that I, conversation. I thought be. I just had, and we can move on, but it's like, I, I was just thinking about this. What if, what if Denver doesn't pull it out in the next couple of years? Like what yeah, if they don't progress? Like Jokic, Jok- like, Jokic? Y- either Jokic. I don't think e- they are either Jokic or or Jamal Murray. Like either one of those players, yeah. I think could be because Denver Denver's good and that duo is really good. But are they a big enough market and are they good enough to really get over that hump in the West? And my hunch is kind of no. So no. so no. I, I bet feel, those players I feel bail. Like the, I feel like the Nuggets this decade are going to be like the Trailblazers were last decade, mm-hmm. where they're like mm-hmm. they're knocking on the door every year, and you're like they're good they, for an upset yep, in the yep. second round, and then they, they will get blown to bits by the Warriors. They in the they remind finals me, or a, like 
they remind me a ton of the Sacramento Kings from the early 2000s of just like yeah like the, a the Peja, good Weber. Like, yeah mm-hmm. like Peja yeah. Weber Bibby like good yeah. team scary fun to watch too fun and they pissed me off when we played against them but like they they would get they would get their ass kicked by some team in the playoffs almost every year or they and, would get robbed. Um, or they would get robbed. The <laughs> That's also yeah. allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, um, but yeah, re- I don't know. Really quick, really quick question to end out this show because uh, we may we may push this topic to next week's show. Have you have either one of you watched the fan control football league at all? I did. I watched that first set of games with Greg Miller's Wild Aces. Wild Aces. Okay. Um, that's fun. I mean, yeah, I, I, I watch. It's fun. I watch Marshawn say really fucking funny shit. <laughs> Like uh, oh, his his whole thing about yo, I'm gonna eat this salad and I'm gonna go take a long ass shit. This is so funny, man. I cried. Yeah. <laughs> at home. I need I need that man to suit up next week. I need I yeah. need him to run through a guy next week. I yeah. am not gonna lie. I when he was real because because Mar- Marshawn's one of those cats where you really just take him at his word. Oh yeah. yeah. And you're just like oh I will like oh if he says he's gonna go suit up and he was suited up for yeah. a second and I know production. And somebody <laughs> pulled his ass yeah. off of that real yep. quick because he was about to go do he it. He had to go in it yeah. in yeah. a real way. It was the best part of television that I saw in a long time on yeah. Twitch, and it was fantastic having him in the booth. And I, I, I hit up, I, I shot a text message over to to Pat Dees, who who's one of the co owners of the of the league, and I was like, please put Marshawn back in the booth. <laughs> You got it. You got it. The love of everything sacred. Put, him, put him, him back in the booth. Yeah. Um. I will not. I will not share what the response was. But <laughs> the response was, was absolutely. That's a great idea, Cleve. Now. That's a great idea, Cleve. In fact, he's replacing Joe Buck next year in the booth for Fox, oh for my Fox God. Games. You imagine Troy Aikman Yo. and fucking Marshawn Lynch in the fucking. <laughs> in the <laughs> I want to see Marshawn Lynch do commentary for the fucking home run derby. Oh, oh yeah. Get that would far. Anyway. We get the shit out that motherfucker. <laughs> I want to see that so bad. Because it's like seeing it's like seeing your, your oldest drunkest uncle God. talk the most shit of all time. It's so so my so my homework for you both would be uh for next week's conversation mm. is if you did a fan-controlled basketball league mm-hmm. what would you do in terms of the 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 rules because fcfl has some different rules to it sure and you know we already had the big three be a kind of i was gonna say you just call league. the big three and you bring that back <laughs> you just bring <laughs> you that make back. other changes <laughs> <laughs> okay that's a good answer that's no that's i'll the think of, i'll All think right. i'll think about it there that's a good but question. think of think of some rules that you would love to see yeah some okay. players you'd like to see and uh, give me one team name that you would love to see. Oh, okay. uh, so that's, that's that's your homework. That's your homework for next week. Right. Um, another pro- another topic that we'll probably talk about a little bit, and I think this is something that's kind of underreported in most of the league. Is uh, when I was looking up stories to to talk about for this week. Um, another five or six players, I think. No, actually, more. I think maybe ten players came down with COVID uh, yeah, this past week on the Spurs, yep. and then since whoever the Spurs played late last week yeah. um they got it i, I listen we sh- they shouldn't like be playing burying that story though absolutely they shouldn't be like the the bigger story which is weird is the athletic or no espn this morning Woj wrote Woj posted 
a story that was like the NBA is having trouble convincing the players to get the vaccine. And then also they're having trouble getting the players to do PSAs to tell people to go get the vaccine. Really? Oh, we should. Talk and it's about like, that. oh, what do you mean, though? Um, but it's like a lot of it is like and we'll talk about it next week. But for, for a, more homework for the listener is like there are, the United States government for decades used to run tests on black people of vaccines that they knew were not going to work. Uh, and then ended up yes, killing like communities of people. So like yeah. there was a distrust of vaccines that are promoted heavily by the government already amongst the black community. But also I think it is a systemic failure on the part of the national basketball association that they can't get their players to like get the fucking vaccine. <laughs> Or like be yeah. chill about it for two seconds. Remember, remember when um, like remember when the vaccine first came out, Adam uh Adam Silver was like, Don't cut the line to get the vaccine. Yes. Right? He said that. He said, like, you can't do that, so don't do that. And now yeah. it's like we can't get these players to get the vaccine. Which yeah. like you're right, a very a, a an earned distrust of vaccinations yeah. and the medical community. So no criticism there, like whatsoever. But but I do think like those those committees and those uh, those uh, uh, policies overwhelmingly hurt poor communities, right? So it's yeah. like there is like some kind of like okay, no, you guys are basketball players. We we're monitoring this, right? Like there yeah. is a natural mm-hmm. distrust, but also we could probably be doing a better job of being like, listen, like we get it, but this is really the best thing. So that's yeah, a really, like, it's like, it's uh, just like an icky, icky situation. Like, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. But it's, it's all, it's also just like, you really think that Adam silver would let them kill LeBron James. Like you think <laughs> that they would let them kill LeBron James with the vaccine. Well, I'm serious. Well, but well, it's he, like, well, here's LeBron, my, point, here's LeBron, my counterpoint to you. LeBron here's my got it already. On that. They oh let yeah, home he did. Girl, they let home girl into the freaking place where they played to be like yeah to get screamed to scream at lebron from yeah. from freaking the front row yeah I'm i'll say saying. john you are 100 percent correct lebron james already had covid he already this, had this is, i think this is john and i's i think this is john and i's um the conspiracy well, it's big it's a bigger take than john when john said he had covid like in december of 2019 <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I, I think john and i's real hot take is that lebron james already had covid and he had it in like January of 2020. Yeah. I mean, I will not throw a conspiracy theory out there, but I don't know. I've seen a lot of people who had COVID had their hairlines grow back, but that's another See? conversation well, for another time. Think, think about it. You'll think about that, son. They, well, as what, they, what they don't want you to know. Open your that's third how eye. You, that's how, how to get you, B? <laughs> Open your third eye. What don't, what don't they want you to know? Oh my God. I feel like Joel Alstein is going to jump out of frame and just smack <laughs> me at some point and be like, God, Lord said, COVID said. Anyway, massive love to you all at home. Your homework for you as the listener alongside what Nikki shared is there's a wonderful YouTube video that I watched uh, that basically showed the difference between the 1980s era basketball players and the 1990s Ooh. basketball players and everybody else uh, that's been playing now. And it was literally about 15 minutes of basketball players punching the shit out of each other. It was fantastic. Yeah. It was the most beautiful thing I'd seen. I yeah. forgot that Robert, Robert Parrish was a monster. 
and we just karate chopped the shit out of human beings in the paint. It was the best 15 minutes or so that I've seen. That's your homework. Go look at that video if you and really Google want to know. And Google it the Skigi study. That's what it's called. Yes. Go Google that. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and while you're doing all that, make sure you're giving us, again, a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Go check us out on all podcast platforms where we reside. Again, we are the best and dopest basketball podcast on the planet here on Fanbyte. Uh, we're going to see you in another week. We'll be back soon. Much love to you all. Everybody stay warm, stay safe, uh, and we'll be back next week with more Corner 3. Much love to you all. Peace.